0: I want to talk about finding your social media brand and how we do that. Now, you know, we've done other episodes and podcasts on social media content, social media ABCs and really why you need your social media brand. So, I don't want to spend too much time on those today. You can always, you know, go back through the archives if you're a new listener. Go back through the archives. We've done videos, we've done interviews, we've done podcasts on, you know, why it's so important to have that social media brand, why you need to have clarity in what you offer and what you do. And really, you know, because if you try and please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. That's it. And if you're looking for everyone, you look for nobody. And if you don't stand for anything, you just get lost in this sea of sameness and you just become this sort of, you know, vanilla person who sits on the fence and doesn't attract anyone to you. So... How do we find that social media brand? And today, hopefully a nice short episode, because as much as this is an overwhelming topic for people, as much as people can kind of, you know, overthink this a little bit, there's a very, very simple exercise you can do uh, that, you know, it's it's incredibly simple uh, when you think about it. And if you can do that, nine times out of 10, you'll be able to build your social media brand off this answer. Now, the cool thing is that often your answer won't actually align with the product that you have, but that's perfectly okay, because remember, we are not selling products, we are actually just branding ourselves so that people are attracted to us. And then when they're attracted to us, they want to do what we do. They want to know what we know. They want to hang around us because they're going to have similar interests. And I also want to share a story of really how I've sort of come into this space. And it's a story I've not told before. It's a story I have I have told in sort of one-on-one situations, but I've never told it from stage. I've never told it on a podcast. So I want to share that story of really how I found my social media brand and it came to do with, you know, having this kind of friendship and, you know, mentorship from Fraser Brooks and ment- and friendship that we have. Um, and with that, you know, while we're talking about that, you know, he always talks, if you ever heard Fraser train, he talks about his friend who loved lamps. And he built an incredible business based on a Facebook group called Lamp Lovers. You know, so if you've ever heard that story, again, you know, search out Fraser Brooks, look for his, you know, lamp lover stories and stuff like that. It doesn't matter what your brand is. It's just, do you love your brand and do you have that passion for your brand? And then everything else starts to become a lot simpler. So what is the exercise to do? What is the question to ask yourself so that you can help find your social media brand? And really the question is, if I said to you, if I reached out to you and I said, Hey, Jane. Hey, Sally. Hey, hey John. I need you to speak at an event for me tomorrow for an hour. Now you can speak on any topic you like. I just have, you know, I've got a spot here for a speaker straight after lunch tomorrow and they've called in sick. Okay. They're unwell and they cannot make it. And I just need someone to fill an hour because, you know, I'm going to be having lunch and getting ready for the afternoon. You can talk about any topic anything, but I need you to get up on stage with 24 hours notice and talk for an hour. What would you talk about? Would it be dogs? Would it be cooking? Would it be parenting? Would it be travel? Would it be lamps? You know, like what is just one thing that you love and you could genuinely talk about for an hour without any notice? Like literally if someone's came up to you at lunch and said, hey, actually, you know, you're at a big event for your company and they say, actually, can you open the room because our kind of keynote speakers just stuck in traffic, his plane landed late or, you know, they're stuck in traffic coming into the event um, and we just need you to fill like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes of filibustering before we welcome the keynote speaker and you can talk about anything and you've got about, you know, 20 minutes notice to do a 20 minute speech. That kind of thing. Now, obviously for some people, you know, just the sheer thought of that, um, you know, they want to vomit or that, you know, they want it like their head would explode or something because, you know, public speaking is a huge fear of people and public speaking without any notice um, is a huge fear of people, a huge fear for people. But the reality is like, think about that situation, put yourself in those shoes and think, I have to talk with zero notice, zero to minimal notice about any topic what would that topic be now what that topic is that's where you build your social media brand that's how you build your social media brand because when it comes to social media we know that you know content is king queen you know jack ace spades everything like content is everything. You have to create a lot of content. This is episode 112 of the podcast. I never imagined I would be doing 112 episodes. It was like, like just start and get to 10 and see how you're going after 10. And when I started the podcast, I had five or six episodes written out and I'm like, man, I'm going to have to come up with a few more episodes just to get to 10. Like I hope I don't run out of ideas by episode 11. Right now, here we are at episode 112. So the reality is like, this is just something that I absolutely love and I could talk about nonstop. And that's why I'm able to just create a lot of content around this subject. I love to talk about it. I love to train it. I love to help people with it. And I love to find people who are interested in it as well because I know I can add value to their life because I love this enough to study it. I love this enough to immerse myself into it and really want to learn about it and learn it to a point where I can teach and help other people and add value to their lives a lot of times, you know, I do a lot of speaking, you know, from stage and obviously it's, it's, you know, it's been, it hasn't been as much recently. It's been, you know, the virtual stage a lot recently, but a lot of times people say to me, like, you know, when you're speaking, like how much do you prepare? And I was just having actually this conversation um, this morning because I was dropping my I was dropping my jacket off to get dry cleaned because, you know, I haven't stood on stage for a little while and I'm standing on stage in, in a month or so and I had to like, you know, oh, I got to like pull the suit back out of the cupboard because they've been sitting in the cupboard collecting dust for a little bit. So I sent the suit jacket in to get dry cleaned and I was just talking to the lady and talking about how, you know, you know events are back and I'm back on stage so I'd love to get my suit jacket dry cleaned and we're having this little conversation and she said... She said, oh, I've always wondered like how much do you, you, know, prepare and stuff like that. You know, I've always thought about speaking on stage and I was laughing because it's something where Angie gets mad at me all the time. And when I say this, it's not that I don't take speaking on stage very seriously at all. I, I take it incredibly seriously, but I never write my speeches I'll have five or six bullet points and it's like these five or six bullet points are the bullet points you hit and like make sure that like if if people, when they leave your speech, you know, when you walk off the stage or they leave the event, they've had a great time, you know, you've been memorable, they've been entertained and stuff like that, but also that they walk away with five or six bullet points max, like three or four is really ideal. I don't think people can really take on more than about three or four Kind of bullet points or concepts at any one time. So it's like, I'm going to sit there and just nail these three or four bullet points. So often at times, and this is where Angie gets mad at me, like we'll be flying down to an event and we'll be on the plane and I'm just sort of sitting there like, you know, like just mind mapping and just jotting these bullet points, you know, on the plane, on, on a notepad on the plane. And she's like, you know, you're speaking in 24 hours and here you are just sort of, you know, jotting some notes in a notepad. And it's like, but this is, Like like this is my life, this is my topic. If I don't know this topic well enough to stand up and speak about it on stage, then I shouldn't be invited to be on stage. You know, all I need to do is just make sure I hit these bullet points and the rest of the time I'm talking about something I'm passionate about. I'm talking about something I love. I'm talking about something that I've dedicated life to studying and learning. So the speech itself isn't that difficult because I'm just sitting up there and talking about something that's part of my brand which is something that I could genuinely talk about for an hour without any preparation. So we talk about, you know, my background. And I know if you're new to the podcast, my background's physiotherapy, physical therapy, depending what country you're in. Same deal, just slightly different names. You know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I talk a lot about, you know, lessons learned from my old life and lessons learned in, you know, traditional business and working with humans and working with patients and just the psychology of patients and business and all that kind of stuff. But the reality was I spent... Ten to fifteen years between university and you know real world work and employment, um, you know working in private practice, working in hospitals, working with athletes, working with teams, all that kind of stuff. I studied the human body for years through university and through practical stuff, and also loved being just active in that myself. So then, when I found the network marketing industry and I was you know aligned with a health and wellness product, you know I mean call it a match made in heaven, call it a chicken egg scenario, whatever, but It was very easy for me and at the time didn't know what I was doing because social media was such a different beast 10 years ago. None of us really knew what we were doing, but it was very easy for me to create a brand around health and wellness because I knew I could add a lot of value to people's life because I knew a lot about the human body. I knew how to stretch properly. I knew how to prevent injuries properly. I knew how to recover. I knew how to train the body and move it well so that you, you know, you take care of it and you don't injure yourself and you grow, you know, and you live a happy, healthy life. All those sorts of things were things that I could help brand myself with. Now, again, if you've ever met me or you know the podcast, well, you know me, you've listened, you know that I'm a massive introvert. You know, so when it was like, you know, you've got to go out and meet new people, you know, you kind of burn through your warm market. Now you've got to go out and meet new people and then sit there on stage and like, you know, go meet new hairdressers and do this, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, ah, I don't like that. But I am very happy just talking about the human body. So where do you go where people are, you know, interested in the human body? And also it's an, it's a thing that I love to talk about and love to give value to. Well, I would go and, you know, find people who were exercising. I joined boot camps. We started a bit of a boot camp like in our backyard and all those sorts of things because I could add value to people's life and I wasn't uncomfortable. If I was told to go like talk to the hairdresser or, you know, join some other club where I wasn't comfortable, I would just go an introvert. I would just go like right into my shell. But I knew if it was a health and wellness setting because I could talk about the human body all day because I'd studied it and learned it and I loved it then I could add value to people's lives. So that was our initial social media brand. That was my initial social media brand was around helping people with the human body. And then I had this vehicle of a health and wellness product. Now, the story. So years later, obviously, you know, we, we, we had great success in our business and we built our business to a certain point. And we'd always set a goal with the children that, you know, if Mum and dad get the business to this certain point and we're able to achieve this level of freedom. We will go and have a fantastic family holiday together. Now, when I finished school, I I finished school 99 and then I backpacked around Europe. I was based in Scotland and I was doing the gap year thing at a school in central Scotland. And I, you know, backpacked and traveled over the UK, through Ireland, through Europe. And I had this amazing year. And I always wanted to go back and the kids wanted to go back. The kids loved our daughter, especially loved, you know, the castles and just the concepts of, you know, kings and queens and lords and ladies living in these castles. And you could still walk through them and experience that life. And, you know, the kids were really excited. So, We did a three month trip through Scotland. And again, we we hired a beautiful house in Edinburgh and we lived in Edinburgh and I you know, caught up with old friends who I hadn't seen in 18 years or so. And we had this amazing year. Anyway, it was at that time that Fraser Brooks was launching his Ninja Networker and it was like brand, 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 brand new. And I remember just seeing his ads on our Facebook feed and it was actually my wife, who you know saw one of his ads and you know watched one of his videos, kind of stuff, and like, resonated with this guy and signed up to his initial course, and I can't even remember what it was now. It was you know four or five hundred dollars, and you got some back office training, and you got a Zoom call with him. And she said, "Can you sit on this Zoom call with this social media trainer? I've I've you know signed up to his course, and I, I want to up my game in social media. Like we're in a new country, and and we're sort of at this new phase in our business build." where we need to meet a lot of new people because obviously we'd, you know, built this first initial business and then we like, you know, we were building this second one, this second position within the same company. We were building out a whole new business. And we needed to sort of really up our social media game further. So anyway, Fraser and I and Angie, we have this Zoom and Fraser and I just hit it off. And and we just happened to, you know, hit it off really, really well and become very good friends. And of course, you know, he was still living in Formby at the time with his parents. He hadn't moved to Germany or then to Dubai. Um, And so we jumped in the car and we drove from Edinburgh to Formby and we had, you know, we had a great time together and we forged this really great friendship. Anyway, fast forward about six months later and Fraser decides to fly out to Australia and do his first ever like in person event. So this was like even before he started the Success Summits. Any of you who follow Fraser, you remember his Success Summit events. This was like pre Success Summit. Um, And it was really, really cool because and, and I said to him, I said to him at the time, like, this is when the Beatles were playing in those, you know, small pubs in Britain. Like, you know, I could just see that Fraser was going to like be absolutely incredible. Like he had that energy and he had it all there. But at the time, there was about 100 people total in this room, and he was checking people in at the door himself. You know, he was stacking chairs himself first thing in the morning. Um, Svetlana, you know, his beautiful wife, they weren't even engaged at the time. They were together, actually got engaged on that trip after that event. But they were, you know, they weren't even engaged at that time. She was taking photos you know, like the official photographer just with a, (laughs) with a camera, Fraser doing all the AV, you know, when he brought up guests, you know, he's like figuring out their microphone and everything. Like it was truly a, you know, a two man band kind of thing between Fraser and Svetlana. Anyway, point of the story is sure enough, 24, 48 hours before the event, he rings me and he says, mate, I'm doing this whole event, right? And and we had like we had about fifty people. We had about half the room. Us um were were our downline at this event, right? And he said I'm doing this event, and it's kind of like basically me, and I'm you know I'm gonna get a few people up, all that kind of stuff. But I had one other guy who was coming to help me, and he's literally just pulled out, and he's given me again, he's given me like forty eight hours notice, and you know he was quite unwell, this guy, and he couldn't you know be there on stage, but he'd given him about forty eight hours notice, and Fraser said, can you speak? on stage Saturday after lunch for an hour. Um, you can speak about anything you want, generic, you know, business, you know, related, whatever it is, just as long as it's generic, but could you do an hour long speech Saturday afternoon straight after lunch and, you know, you got 24, 48 hours notice, would that be okay? And that's when I was like, yeah, of course, mate. I, anything to help you, you know, like what can I do to help? And that's when I started talking about this sort of, you know, financial mindset, And how we have this side hustle, but we've got to actually put the money to work. And there's no use making money if we don't have a plan for the money, because then other people will come up with their own plan for you. And we talked about, you know, the four buckets that you use to budget. We talked about all those kind of stuff. And again, you know, very raw at the time, but I just talked about something that was really passionate about it. And I knew that other people would be able to benefit from it. And people came up to me after the event and said, like, you know, I've never really looked at it that way. I've never truly understood like, you know, the difference between a job and a business and freedom and and wealth creation and the difference between making money and having more time and all that kind of stuff. And that's when, when, you know, Fraser and I had dinner that night and he said like, you know, I think you've got this really cool kind of brand that not a lot of other people are doing. And I really think like you could, you could do it. And that's when we started, you know, going down the path and, you know, started creating some content. And we, you know, we made some videos together, we actually came up and stayed at our house afterwards. And we, we created some videos. If you've ever bought my book, I like you get, you know, you get the emails after the book and I send you some bonus videos. And one of those bonus videos is Fraser and I sitting at this office table, um, just sharing some stories, sharing our failures. And we, we share all these financial failures um, that we've made. And, you know, it's, it's incredibly raw. Like you'll see that video, it, it is. it's a few years old and it's very raw, it's quite low quality, but that was just us at the time, right? We were both sort of finding our way and we just sat there and hit record on my phone and talked about all these failures we'd made. So that's how this sort of new brand or this evolution of the brand came along. And it was really just came down to exactly that exercise and that exercise happening in real life where the opportunity came up to speak on a stage with 48 hours notice. And it was like, you know, anything you want within, you know, within the umbrella of obviously like Fraser's event. It wasn't just, I couldn't talk about our dog. I couldn't talk about the human body. I couldn't talk about footy or anything like that, like other things that I love, but I could talk about using your business income to create financial freedom. And so that's where this sort of newer brand comes along. And that's then when you're able to create a lot of podcast episodes, you're able, able to create a, a YouTube video. A lot of people often say, you know, how long did it take you to write your book? And I say, well, it took me one month and it took me 20 years. Like which, which kind of <laughs> answer do you want? It took me about a month to physically sit down and write the thing. It took me 20 years to you know develop the knowledge and the experience and everything to be able to create the story that was the book. And, you know, a lot of the trainings and stuff in the book were just trainings that I had created for the team There were posts that I'd created. And it was just a matter of collating it all into one spot because it was something that I loved to talk about. So something that was actually quite easy to write the book because I'd spent 20 years creating the content and, you know. Didn't know what I was doing at the time. You just start posting, you just start speaking, you just start training, all that kind of stuff, and you eventually record it and you collate it all into one place and then you end up with a book. But that's really how the brand came along and that's what you can do as well. That's the exercise that you can do yourself is to sit down and say, okay, you know, tomorrow I need to stand on stage and speak about something. You know, someone is sick, someone is late, something... I've got to fill a stage for 30 minutes an hour. What would I talk about? It could be cooking. Now, who loves cooking? You know, lots of people love food, right? Who doesn't love more ways to cook? But in particular, you know, one of the ladies in my mentoring class, she's she's just, we are talking about this just the other day, and she said, I love cooking. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, she's just creating reels and stuff of like simple cooking hacks. Who else loves that? Like, you know, a lot of busy mums are looking for ways to cook better and busy husbands and busy dads yet yeah, but predominantly in today's society it's still very busy mums who are in the kitchen doing a lot of work and they're helping people she's able to help people and speak to her ideal customer through giving them value there all those sorts of things so that's the exercise you can do today that's the exercise to help you find your social media brand and really like what content do I love creating okay Bang. And I'm just going to start creating and just start creating. And like I talked about in the episode earlier this week, like it's going to be messy at first. You're going to make mistakes, but you know what? Just keep creating, just keep creating, keep creating and always document it. Always keep it because you never know when you'll need it down the track. You'll never know when you will like look back and like, wow, like look at all these sort of early Facebook posts. Look at these early trainings. One of the things I did when I was collating my book was I went back and I'd actually recorded Like every single training I'd ever done, and I was watching the very, very, very first ones I'd ever done. And they were so bad. They were so terrible. They were so crap. But it was also so cool to like, man, here's the first ever time I tried to train the team. Here's the first ever time, like, I used Zoom. It wasn't even Zoom back then, it was GoToWebinar, and it was this incredibly clunky clunky software where you couldn't have video like i could have video but no one could have their screens on like zoom so you know people were falling asleep people were just like switching off and getting bored all that kind of stuff but hey that's all we knew at the time it was the blind leading the blind and that's what we did so there's your homework for this week find your social media brand find your genius basically find the topic that you just love to talk about and you could create content about And start, start creating that content, start with four or five posts and one day you'll have 150, 200, 1,000 posts. And you'll be like, wow, like this is so cool and people will be attracted to that and people will wanna know what you do and people will wanna join you because they love your content and you've given a lot of value to their life. So as always, I hope you've got a lot of value out of this episode. I hope it's helped you. I hope it helps you on that pathway to financial freedom. If you're enjoying the episodes, if you're enjoying the podcast, greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review, or if you pop a screenshot of this up onto your stories, tag me, I'm at Andrew James Logan. Let me know your massive takeaways, let me know your brand, let me know what you'd love to talk about if you're ever on you know, a stage, if you're ever on my virtual stage, we'll have a Freedom Fest coming up in September this year, and you could come onto that virtual stage and train a topic, what would that be? because it all helps. It helps me obviously, you know, know that I'm creating the right content. It helps me get excited about creating more and more podcasts for you. And if it helps other people find the podcast as well, and it helps them on the pathway to financial freedom, then it is all totally worthwhile. Guys, have a great weekend. Uh, There'll just be the one podcast next week because I am away later on in the week going away for Angie's birthday. It was Angie's birthday, uh, Tuesday just gone. We are going away next week. So just having a couple of days off, there will be the podcast at the start of the week, but there won't be the second podcast. But otherwise, guys, I hope you have an amazing, amazing week and we'll chat to you all soon. Bye.